1: are your top three quarterbacks ahead of week two fantasy football jalen hurts against the minnesota vikings on thursday night josh allen against the las vegas raiders patrick mahomes hopefully in a bounce back spot with travis kelsey against the jacksonville jaguars hayden week one um was full of turmoil let's put it that way 61 total touchdowns across the league was the lowest in several years yep before we logged on you said at the very least the elite quarterbacks have much easier matchups this week
0: yeah, totally right. Like, look at last week, like Jalen Hurts playing the Patriots, for example. Patrick Mahomes without Travis Kelsey. Josh Allen was playing the New York Jets. I think those are going to be some of the better defenses in the, of the week. Uh, and all of a sudden, now the Vikings against the Eagles, they're now projected way up here. Josh Allen at home against the Raiders, much easier opponent. And then you also have the shootout potential between the Jaguars and the Chiefs. So, those are your locked and loaded uh, fantasy quarterbacks. I don't think anyone has any questions about them. We should return back to that kind of like 23. 23- point or higher threshold that's what we have in the underdog pick them lobby as well we'll match your deposit up to 100 views promo code of the show
1: yeah if you have never use pick them you should you should try it out even if your state does not allow sports gambling underdog fantasy is a fantasy game and pick them is a fantasy game so go and check it out for the first time um if you're watching this Ahead of Thursday Night Football, and we did our running back tiers and ranking show. DeAndre Swift is around like 33 and a half rushing yards as his higher or lower. That is one to be very keen on and look into. I can go in one of two directions, but definitely, definitely check out Underdog Fantasy's Pick 'em lobby. Okay, today we go through quarterback and tight end and your true sick go defense tiers will do all 30 quarterbacks here on this list. Is there anything you want to say about your number one, number two, or number three quarterbacks this week?
0: I would just basically throw out what we saw last week. I think it's just much better <laughs> environments, much better uh, matchups here. So I think our preseason expectations are what I'm expecting for these three guys.
1: We won't, since we're ter- talking about our wide receivers tomorrow, we won't have time to talk about AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. To me, this is an ideal matchup on Thursday yeah. night football. No one was more aggressive in week one other than brian flores the vikings defensive coordinator in terms of blitzing that makes coverage in the back half even more isolated for those one-on-one wide receivers uh quickly i also want to talk about josh allen since his rookie season josh allen's averaged 23.8 fancy points per game as a home favorite of a touchdown or more they're favored by nine and a half points mm-hmm. against the las vegas raiders and then finally patrick mahomes jackson jaguars defense they are home favorites by three or excuse me away favorites by three points 27 expected points by them, and his 5.8 yards per pass attempts last week were his fewest in a game since week 9 of the 2021 season.
0: And I think most importantly for Mahomes, the next quarterback, I think, could keep pace because he's really good. Let's do it. Your
1: quarterback for this week is actually Trevor Lawrence in that same game. 24 expected points in this game, even though they're three-point home underdogs.
0: Yeah, this is just a fantastic matchup for him. The Chiefs allowed the second uh, uh, most points to fantasy quarterbacks last year. We'll see how healthy and active Chris Jones is on the front. But even with that, the the, the Chiefs give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks because, you know, Mahomes is going to be able to rip through the Jaguars' defense over there as well. So I was really impressed with what I saw from Trevor Lawrence. Made some of the best throws of the entire week last week, some whole shots and throws to the sideline. It was just incredible stuff. Like we've talked about. Plenty of times we think that Calvin Ridley is going to be that explosive uh, piece of that this offense missed. Oh, yeah. They had very inconsistent performances out of Marvin Jones uh, last year. Calvin really much better. And I think that's going to elevate Trevor Lawrence a ton. I think that he belongs in this tier in real life. And I think the fantasy production will match that because this is also a very aggressive play caller.
1: When Trevor Lawrence faced Steve Spagnuolo's defense last year, he was the quarterback six in the regular season, but in the playoffs, it was much worse. 217 passing yards with just one touchdown. Obviously, Kansas City gets Chris Jones back this week, but we know Chris Jones has been in and out in terms Mm -hmm. of actually playing.
0: And the Chiefs defense always better later in the season. That's just like part of their identity. They try stuff early on, see what sticks. Justin Herbert away at the Tennessee Titans, checks
1: in as your quarterback five this week on the road. Three point favorites expect to score twenty four points as a team.
0: It's TBD if Austin Eckler is going to play. I do think that would factor into their neutral pass rates last week. Kellen Moore had the most run heavy game plan in neutral situations. Of uh, the caveat, there was Vic Fangio two high defenses. Yep, add you can th- uh, run on those types of looks, and the Chargers were really successful doing that because their offensive line is good. Now this week the matchup flips. Last year the Titans. Uh, faced the uh, highest neutral pass rates on defense because their pass defense was 28th in EPA allowed. Their run defense was first and allowed. If Austin Eckler isn't out there, I think that they're going to be more likely to pass the ball. Tennessee was third worst against fantasy quarterbacks last year. The Chargers projected for a lot of points on the road here. And I even think the Titans defense last week uh, had a couple coverage busts against the Saints. Obviously, the Chargers much better.
1: Yeah. They allowed 9.2 yards per pass attempt last week, which is 31st in the league, and that was a Derek Carr. Again, the entire talking point of the offseason, explosive passing plays for the Chargers. The week one matchup, as Hayden outlined, was not conducive for that. This one absolutely is. Okay, I do want to remind people, these are your rankings. People can find them in the description down below. They are linked. Uh, I also want to bring up, we are going to talk about consensus rankings, and that comes from Fantasy Pros, where they – you know, bring in they they funnel about hundred and twenty different fantasy analysts into one, and I always like pointing out where Hayden differs from from those the most because you know I think those are the leverage points in the conversation that we are having. Okay, your quarterback six, hoping for a huge bounce back spot, is Joe Burrow facing the Baltimore Ravens at home. Twenty five points expected that the Bengals are supposed to score, and they're three and a half point favorites here.
0: So Ravens defense is good. They are probably going to be without Marlon Humphrey, their best corner. And then uh, their star safety, Marcus Williams, is probably out for the year, or close to it. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a fine matchup for Joe Burrow. They're projected for 25 points here. I'm curious to see what the offensive pace is going to look like just because the Bengals and the Ravens last year were pretty slow in pace, but they could be super explosive because I think the Bengals defense is a little bit overrated. I think the Ravens defense at this point is also going to be overrated. The problem is Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson did not look good last week. Was that because of the rain in the calf for Joe Burrow, the calf thing, going back to like the Dak Prescott calf thing, I have it in the back of my mind, but I, I'm mostly throwing it out, especially because Vegas thinks that the Bengals are going to score a bunch of points.
1: You know, on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays, I don't really have that much time to dig into other people's content. I did in the most recent days. And it was shocking to me how many people said it was a calf injury or just Joe Joe Burrow playing bad. I think it's just because he couldn't grip the football. And like that's why we saw him put the glove on and everything. And maybe that's just a simpleton argument that I'm making. But I, I fully believe like that was a huge part because he was being inaccurate short and then even more inaccurate in the intermediate and downfield
0: portions last week. I did see him stretching out that calf on the sideline at one point. So I think it may be a combination of the two, but the the tiny hands probably not going to be a factor here.
1: Look, it's a conversation during the draft process. Most of the time, it doesn't matter, but in weather situations, it absolutely can. Uh, I do want to bring up a couple of things on the Ravens, the Browns blitz Joe Burrow last week on 39.4% of his dropbacks, which typically when you do that to Joe Burrow, that is when he eviscerates you. That was the third highest blitz rate for a game in his career. Um, And last week he was just three of 12 for 23 yards when that happened in three starts against Mike McDonald's defense with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Joe Burrow threw for just 6.2, 6.5 and 5.1 yards per attempt total of three touchdown passes in those three games. Um, he's averaging 7.5 yards per pass attempt against every other team. And that that's because they only blitz him at 5.8% of the time. So it will be interesting to see what Mike McDonald thinks. Does he believe it was weather or does he believe it's the like calf injury because of that? Can you blitz him more often and get away with it this year?
0: Yeah, if the calf injury didn't exist, I would probably make him my quarterback for this week. But Herbert and Lawrence have closed the gap enough.
1: Your quarterback seven and the last one of the lock them in tier. Lamar Jackson in the same game away at the Bengals. Just a 21 and a half team total here. Three and a half point
0: underdogs. Yeah, so the, the team total was lower than what I was expecting it to be. I thought it was going to be closer to like 23, 24 points, but I think I get it. Lamar Jackson didn't look all that comfortable last week, and I think a part of it was he loses his left tackle and his center. Yep. Both really good players. He's going to be without J.K. Dobbins. We're still uh, seeing if Mark Andrews is going to be active for this game. He was limited on Wednesday, as he was all last week when he was ruled out, so if Mark Andrews is out there, that would, get me a little more optimistic just because it seemed like he was missing his safety blanket like they turned zay flowers into the safety blanket but like those were like two three yards downfield. like you've stuff yeah you need the the safety blanket to be like eight nine yards down the field that's what mark andrews could do and also provide a little bit of a red zone weapon so i think injuries are going to be very key, key here but not a good start for the ravens right now just because it looked a little bit sloppy on offense and all of a sudden the injury bugs back
1: the offensive line injuries are, are such a massive conversation here because when he was kept clean against that Houston Texans defense last week, he was perfect 15 of 15 for 155 passing yards. And that was with 10.3 yards per attempt. Um, then when he was pressured, it totally went to shit. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he averaged 4.6 air yards per attempt, and his career average is 8.6 air yards per attempt. Just one game with a Lower average depth of target than he did last week in his entire career. And then part of that also is once you got to the second half when they were winning, he threw just 11 passes in the second half and four in the final quarter. So, like, we are still in on Lamar Jackson. I still think we haven't seen the evolution of this Todd Monkin offense at all. And we'll have a much longer Zay Flowers plus Ravens wide receiver conversation tomorrow. But while Lou Anarumo is a very good defensive coordinator, it actually might be it actually might happen more often this week than it did last week, if that makes sense. Hopefully, even with the offensive line situation. Yeah, we've seen the Bengals move the ball; the Texans couldn't. Starting your next tier coming off his rookie debut, Anthony Richardson on the road against that Houston Texans defense, only expected to score twenty and a quarter points this week, but they are one point favorites.
0: Yeah, I think I'm fine with him only projected for twenty points as a team, just because. He's he's their entire (laughs) offense. Uh, They were top 10 in neutral pace and top 10 in neutral pass rate. And when they are running the ball, it's often with him. And he looks really good. I thought he looked fairly mature, given how inexperienced he is. As a quarterback, I loved the offensive aggressiveness. Now, it didn't work out last last week on the fourth down. But I do think that would even him out. And I do think that would keep them on the field. They ran like 72 plays. That is Outrageous for a rookie quarterback team, they were actually moving the ball fairly consistently. The drive stalled at the end, but I think that they're going to start figuring this stuff out. And I do think the RPOs, these uh, drag routes you're getting with Michael Pittman stuff, it was starting to work later in the game, not worried about his knee injury at all. The Texans defense was surprisingly pretty good, I thought, last yeah, week. They're feisty. still very stars and scrubs. I think D'Amico Ron can get the most out of them, but it's not a fantastic defense quite yet, and I think that Anthony Richardson is just going to get there because of the play volume.
1: Yeah. Will Anderson had a really nice debut. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson was the quarterback four last week at 21.9 points. I'm very glad that you and I are going to be in the right side of history with Anthony Richardson. <laughs> uh, I will add his passing success last week was flipped versus his passing success at Florida. In week one, he went 21 of 27 for 173 yards and a touchdown on throws less than 10 yards on the field. Then he was three of 10 for 50 yards with an interception, not anything, 10 plus yards down the field. Now, a part of that was when you're losing towards the end of the game, you know, a little bit more off coverage and you can fire underneath. But if that's not the case, we know that Anthony Richardson can hit downfield shots, especially Mm -hmm. hopefully Alec Pierce can catch them. And um, that's actually where his like bread and butter was. And so like if we're already getting, more shorter accuracy. Granted, some off-target throws to of Colin Granson that he pulled in, so on and so forth. I am so glad that this awareness, fantasy Richardson, is already out there. We're getting these really good pieces of content out there because, like we always said, he was just inexperienced. He's not raw, and we are, saw like already those normal, awesome quarterback, legit things from him in week one, mm-hmm. and we still have you know 16 other games to go with him.
0: You mentioned bread and butter. Do you know which rapper has a song trending right now called bread and butter? He's an underdog investor. Gunna. Uh, Come on now. Is that future? Gunna. Gunna. Okay.
1: No, no clue. Um, Speaking of everyone out there, we like all of you, but (laughs) there's about 30% of you that we like even more because you watch our content and you actually subscribe versus the 70% who watch and just disappear. And, you know. In this case, the day after his birthday, when Hayne Winks wears a shirt that also matches his wallpaper, that's good enough for a subscription, everyone. All right, let's get back to the rankings. Your quarterback nine this week is Tua Tungovailoa, who's coming off the quarterback one of last week. Now, the Dolphins are on the road against Bill, Steve, and, De- and uh, Gerard Mayo in the New England Patriots defense, but they still are expected to score 24.5 points and are 2.5-point favorites
0: this is the matchup of the week to me. Like I cannot wait to watch this offense, like your scheme breakdown, using all of that motion, getting the best out of Tua and Tyreek Hill versus Bill Belichick, who historically has doubled the number one wide receiver. It's going to be harder to do when you're using all that motion. And then if you do double uh, Tyreek Hill, you have to deal with Jalen Waddle and there's going to be a corner, Christian Gonzalez, who played very well last week, but did give up some production here. Tua has beaten the Patriots consistently, but Tua himself hasn't put up that many fantasy points uh, against Bill Belichick. He, he's only scored uh, one touchdown in or each game in the four games against Belichick, averaging only 181 passing yards. Now, some of those games were without Tyree Kill and Mike McDaniel. And I do think Mike McDaniel might be the best play caller right. in the game right now. Uh, so I think Tua, this is appropriate from where he's being ranked. Um, he's not going to add basically m- much at all, uh, rushing the ball. So he's going to have to get their passing. You are dealing with B- Bill Belichick. And I, and I do think this Patriots defense is very, very legit.
1: So I, I wanted to look at the fancy pros consensus rankings of where they had Tua of this week. And shockingly, you're actually one spot ahead. They have him as quarterback 10 this week. And it makes sense. Like all the quarterbacks we just ranked ahead of him, You can make a case for all of those. I do want to add, as you said, he's played four games against this Patriots defense and the numbers have been low, but only one of those with Mike McDaniel, like that's a tiny little sample. And it was in week one of last season, just 14.8 points. He scored to open last year. I will add what we saw in week one with the short motion to Tyreek Hill. We'll see if that can be solved. But part of me, that's a massive conversation. Maybe what's going under the radar a little bit was how amazing was against pressure winning out of structure that is something that we have never seen from him on a consistent basis so if mm-hmm. we get that now moving forward and that's a big if then that levels up the entire thing that levels up him that levels up his ceiling that levels him up against defenses like this in
0: my opinion and we'll see if teron arms had their left tackles back yeah, i think he was limited in practice on wednesday that'll be right. pretty key
1: and while the chargers had you know, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I would say that this Patriots defensive line is even more of a mismatch because they handled those two really, really well last week. Quarterback 10 it's Jared Goff. Um, This is tough to say. And any other week, Jared Goff should be much higher on your rankings than this. But again, an easy case can be made for everyone ranked higher than this because the formula is there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they are home favorites, to win by five and a half points, and the team total is 26 and a quarter points. Like, that is pure goodness.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, It's just he's going to add nothing on the ground, and I have a pretty monster David Montgomery ranking because I think that the red zone touchdowns tend to go on the ground in Detroit. But, yeah, you can't rank somebody projected for this many points much lower than this. The Lions' uh, neutral pass rate last week, 43%. So that was definitely on the bottom half of the list. So it's going to be a very balanced approach. We, I think we know what we're getting from Jared Goff, even last year when, you know, the lions were shredding everybody. Uh, he was like kind of in this range. So I'm expecting the lions offense to be really good. Uh, but I think the big thing that I'm noticing is the lions defense. And when Steve Smith and I were doing our uh, chiefs breakdown last year, this is not the same Detroit lions no. defense. Like they got playmakers kind of everywhere at this point, they got a really good game out of their first round linebacker as well. So I don't, I don't think this is going to be, uh, the Lions in all these massive shootouts, and that's why when we get to him later, Gino Smith's not projected for that many points this week uh, because I think the Lions defense is is fairly good now.
1: Yeah, Gino plummeted in these rankings. Uh, my man, Rich Rebar, over at Sharp Football Analysis, pointed this out. Seattle allowed 8.5 yards per pass attempt between the hashes. Last week against Matthew Stafford, he went 16 of 22 for 172 yards between the numbers. A year ago, in this matchup, Jared Goff was the quarterback one overall. 33 wow. points, throwing for 378 yards and four touchdowns. And Amon Ross St. Brown didn't even play in that game. So, it like, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, Ross St. Brown, that was more on the outside. But you get what uh-huh. I'm saying. Over across the middle, this deep play action stuff, and boom, right. hit it across. Like, mm-hmm. that really is where Jared Goff thrives in
0: throwing Watching two injuries, Jamal Adams limited on Wednesday, uh, obviously star safety, and then Devon Witherspoon, the first round rookie. He was a full practice on Wednesday. We'll see if they're going to actually play.
1: All right, let's get in some questions because uh, Daniel Jones steps the plate next as your quarterback 11. On the road against the Arizona Cardinals defense, which did quite well in week one, they're still five and a half point favorites here, expected to score nearly 22 and three quarters points.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals defense, I think it's going to be fairly feisty given their talent, but the talent level is low. They just like don't have that many good players right now. And last year, they were 25th, uh, worst against fantasy quarterbacks. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a big bounce-back game here. Assuming Darren Waller's healthy, did not practice on uh, Wednesday. They're calling it a maintenance day, but I think that I'm more or less throwing out what happened to Daniel Jones last week. The matchup difference is just completely night and day.
1: I think Andrew Thomas has... Great left tackle is going to miss this game. Uh, Evan Neal still needs to come around at right Mm -hmm. tackle. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals blitzed just 7.7% of the time last week and still was able to get home. Uh, So we'll see. I mean, if the Giants don't do it this week, the schedule does not get kind moving forward. Like, this has to happen for Daniel Jones this week. Los Angeles Rams, they are expected to score 26 and a quarter points. Eight-point favorites here for Brock Purdy as your quarterback twelve
0: this so basically the same exact conversation as we had with Jared Goff like the team's supposed to score a bunch of points we know that a lot of it comes on the ground because they have Christian McCaffrey they do some fun things with uh uh Debo Samuel but Brock Purdy doesn't rush that much I think he's only averaging four point three rushing yards per start but at the same time these weapons are so good they're all healthy right now the Rams defense I do think is gonna be one of the worst uh I know they played very well last week but I don't think that's gonna be necessarily sticky so like Brock Purdy is just a, a rhythm passer right now and he's got the best, one of the best play callers and the yep. best set of skill groups. So I'm not surprised at the projected for this many points.
1: Home favorite expected to score 24 points. This is the, uh, this is the formula consensus only has him as quarterback 15. So you're three spots ahead. And I, I totally get it. I totally get mm-hmm. why. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have, and you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right, three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Quarterback 13 is quite different in that regard. You are very opposite of consensus. You have Justin Fields as quarterback eight. He is your quarterback 13. They are on the road in Tampa Bay, just over 19 points are expected to score, and they are three point
0: underdogs here. Yeah, when he's not ripping off those 50 yard touchdowns, he averages 15 fancy points per game. Yep. I mean, that goes back to last year and then what we saw in week one. Very discouraged about the system. Very discouraged about the offensive line. Very discouraged about Justin Fields' performance. Uh, Didn't get anything from DJ Moore last week. Now, I could move Justin Fields up a little bit. I am monitoring some uh, injuries for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carlton Davis, the cornerback, one He hasn't practiced this week. It sounds like their starting safety is going to be out. I think they're going to be starting some rookies, potentially, in the secondary. Hopefully, it's just a little bit easier of a matchup uh, going up some backups. And hopefully, they can look at some of their plays that they ran last week and get something more out of this but we're dealing with the most boom bust fantasy quarterback there is and yep. in 75 percent of the games he bust and then 25 percent of the games he's the guy you need so it's up to you you want to handle it i think this is a neutral maybe slightly positive matchup uh but it is on the road and they're only projected for fewer than 20 points
1: hate it i mean hate everything that's going on with the chicago bears right now did you see the quote from the beat writer that was like in my years of covering the nfl i've never seen a team as somber or confused as oh, to no. why their game plan was not working and they didn't have any answers for it that's really bad like when you don't even like know how things could have gone wrong ahead of time and then if you go and watch jt O'Sullivan's sullivan's hour-long breakdown <laughs> of justin <laughs> fields offense like he's like i've never seen a dozen of these plays called it or, or drawn up in the nfl ever before
0: he went viral on Twitter like six different times because of <laughs> concepts. It was amazing. Yeah. JTO Sullivan killed that breakdown. Uh, yes. yeah, it's just bad, man. And yeah, we like I'm, Justin Fields. Like I'm, I'm hoping he can pull this thing off. Like, man, hey, it listen, it doesn't look good right now. Our
1: predictions that we are not responsible for, for show. Um, it's on the path of at least one of those being right. And it's Justin Fields not being a top 10 quarterback this season, but we'll see, man. I mean, let's turn it around. Okay. Deshaun Watson is your quarterback 14. Uh, The Browns, facing the Pittsburgh Steelers, on the road. Only expected to score 21 points, but they are two-and-a-half-point favorites.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a sloppy game uh, for both of these offenses. Uh, I thought Deshaun Watson looked maybe slightly more comfortable, but still not an effective passer. Obviously, the rain was out there. The the rushing got home. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I I just think I've heard that about Deshaun Watson's performance this week. To me, it was actually one of his better – Cleveland Browns performances, especially when you consider how pitiful and awful and unplayable Joe Burrow made that offense, you know, across the line of scrimmage, right? Like on the opposite sideline, like in that context, Deshaun Watson played pretty dang well. He was the quarterback five last week too, in awful weather. And yes, it was because of the rushing.
0: Yeah. By think the rushing is going to be fairly sticky and that will save Same. his four here. Uh, but Tyler Conklin's out. That's one of their tackles facing TJ Watt. Don't necessarily love that, this matchup either, and Deshaun Watson really struggled against pressure. He's holding onto the ball a lot, so I do have some concerns about uh, Deshaun just playing under pressure a little bit more, um, but the rushing, I think, is going to be pretty solid this year for Deshaun. I will say,
1: other than TJ Watt, that Pittsburgh defense looked really incompetent, and yeah. yes, they losing Tyler Conklin matters a lot, but at the very least, they spent, what, a third-round pick on Dewan Jones, who can probably fill in as, like, their third offensive tackle much better right. than a lot of third offensive tackles Definitely. out there. Okay, we'll close this tier with Dak Prescott as your quarterback, 15. Uh, the Cowboys face the Jets' defense. Nine-and-a-half-point favorites
0: here, though. 24-and-a-half uh, points scored. So I believe when... Aaron Rodgers expected to play this game. The Cowboys were going to be projected for like 28 points. Now their team totals drop so much because they think the jets are not going to be able to keep pace up. And that's why, despite the decent team total here, I don't think the Cowboys are going to have to pass the ball all that much. And I don't think they're going to want to pass the ball all that much because the jets secondary, is really sick. It sounds like Brandon Cooks is 50-50 to play. He has a sprained MCL. Michael Gallup got, I think, like two targets as a full-time player last week. So I think all of a sudden, the skill group doesn't look nearly as good. And this is one of these matchups that gave even Josh Allen some fits here. So uh, I think this is appropriate, even though the Cowboys are expected to score. Because I think Tony Pollard is going to be the guy that's getting a bunch of the fantasy points.
1: Okay, let's go into super flex category and do three at a time. Yep, Let's do Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, and then Baker Mayfield, who's facing that Chicago Bears defense. Which one of these three do you want to talk about?
0: So real quick with, with Kirk Cousins, the Eagles front seven is awesome still. They have a couple injuries on the back end. Uh, I think that Kirk Cousins is going to get there because of volume, because I think the Eagles are going to score a bunch of points on Thursday night. I'm guessing I have Mac Jones way higher than everybody else in consensus rankings as my quarterback seventeen. That's just because I loved what Bill O'Brien was able to do. There were some easy yards there. I think Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry are good enough in this offense. I actually think the cover two defenses that the uh, Dolphins are going to be facing or playing with doesn't really impact Mac Jones because he's not throwing the ball downfield. Like if he's just going to RPO them to death over the middle, I think that they could move the chains a little bit. And then same thing with Baker Mayfield, like both Baker and uh, the Patriots are projected for above average points this week. And I think partially because of, the defenses that they're playing. But I also think that Baker Mayfield and uh, the Patriots showed a little bit more than most people were expecting. Cause they were a little bit more aggressive on offense.
1: Consensus has Mac Jones as quarterback 21. I quickly want to divert everyone's attention over to the underdog pick and Bobby for what yes. a Twitter follower shouted out with Kirk cousins. This is only for Thursday night football, obviously, but it's 38 passing attempts Um, Vikings will likely struggle. This is what Adam on Twitter to me was saying, getting the run going and Kirk threw 44 passing attempts last week, despite having five, three and outs, and then one other three play drive, which is another fumble. So basically six drives that only had three plays attached to it. So obviously... Philadelphia's defensive line against no center, maybe Christian Darius all hurt a little bit. They might have to rely on Kirk C- Cousins throwing the football, especially against a defense that will be without James Bradbury and without Reed Blankenship as well.
0: And if you see right here on the Pick 'em lobby this Tua Tungavaloa special here, yes. we have this new thing called 100K Sundays. Let me pull up the rules. There it is. Right here for you guys. Yeah, so we're going to be giving away over $2 million this year in the pick lobby. So great time to use promo code, the show, get over onto the app. All you have to do is use that to a tongue of ILOA uh, pick in one of your uh, projections. And then we will be giving away 10 different winners here. So each week the player will change uh, the prizes will change. But All we want you to do is get over, sign up. Uh, and it's as simple as just creating a to a tongue of ILOA projection. Yep. There it
1: is. And uh, in the link in the description, I will match your first deposit up to, $100. Okay. Sadly, we're already here in week two, Hayden, and things can get more sad for both of us when we see Gino Smith one spot after Baker Mayfield on this list. And <laughs> right after him, it's Jordan Love and Russell Wilson. Um, I think Jordan Love is too low on this list, but talk to me through any one of these three you want to.
0: Well, with Jordan Love, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones still haven't practiced. That's through Thursday. I'm assuming both of them. I thought that out. Christian
1: Watson got like a like
0: I saw DNP twice. We'll we'll update it on the Sunday okay. our long ass Sunday morning show. We'll see with that. The Falcons defense, I think, is also gonna be one of these defenses that plays way better than their numbers last year because they added so many weapons on defense this off season. I thought Jordan Love played well. Uh, The scheme show really showed that he is understanding the concepts, really reading these things out and showed a little bit more athleticism than I've seen him uh, historically. Uh, But he is losing his two most explosive weapons. If you're not including Mr. Luke Musgrave.
1: Yeah. Um, Geno Smith is quarterback 14 in consensus. You have him as quarterback 19. And I'm so much closer to you because we asked the question, what can go wrong for the Seahawks this year? Because, you know, Geno Smith was doing so many legit quarterback Mm -hmm. things last year and it's just pressure, you know, like if he's missing both his tackles and we know the right tackles out the interior of the offensive line was already bad. That's a struggle city. I think potentially against the Lions. Okay. Let's, um, let's close this out. This tier ends with, uh, Derek Carr and then the next tier the what you doing tier, uh, Matthew Stafford, which Matthew Stafford played really well. Maybe you here above this. Yeah, let's move. On. Um, but that's against the San Francisco 49ers. They're only expected to score 18 and a quarter points. They're eight point underdogs there. And the next one is like Ryan Tannehill. CJ Stroud as quarterback 25. Kenny Pickett as quarterback 26. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback 27. Bryce Young and Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter. Just quickly on Bryce Young. He got got couple times last week, focusing in on that secondary option, the safety could drive on it. That defensive coordinator for the Falcons came from the Saints coaching tree. And so maybe he has learned some of his lessons that then he can impart onto the field now when they play the New Orleans Saints this weekend.
0: He just has to st- stand on his tippy-toes even higher so you can see yeah. the middle of the field.
1: I don't think it was a height thing, Hayden. I think it was just locking on to the secondary and then not being able to move anyone else. Plus, hey, if no one's going to beat you over the top safeties, you can just creep closer and closer and closer towards the line of scrimmage. Bryce did miss two deep balls, though.
0: I will say that. It was yeah. it was just, I think I'll just, I'm not being too critical here. It was a very bad game for Bryce Young. I've seen him play way better than that. Uh, CJ Stroud uh, showed me something a little bit, a little more game gamesmanship than I'm expecting a lot more Uh, just plays under pressure, Um, but it's going to be a work in progress for the Texans as well. And then of course watching Colt McCoy, I mean, Colt McCoy, he might've had the best fantasy performance of the week.
1: Yeah. Go and watch scheme everyone. Okay. That's going to wrap it up for our quarterback tiers. We quickly move it on over to the graveyard of tight ends and we'll kick it off with just the top tier, which includes two. the please save us tier. That is Travis Kelsey against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Questionable. And Mark Andrews at the Cincinnati Bengals also questionable.
0: Yeah, they're both limited on Wednesday. Um, the Twitter doctors I've been reading on them—they both don't—they don't seem that optimistic on them. They might be like active enough to play, but not like nearly oh. themselves. So uh, we'll just let's just not pretend like we know anything here. Sunday morning, we'll have more clarity on these guys. Yeah, join us
1: on Sunday morning, ten thirty a.m. Eastern. Hey, uh, and I go for two hours answering. Every single one of your start sick questions. And we know after last week, it's going to be even more of a tidal wave of chaos and pressure. And we will handle it and deliver the goods for you. Yep. Uh, Does anyone else belong in this top tier?
0: Not after last
1: week when like the leading receiver had what, 56 yards? My guy Hunter Henry, we'll get to him in a second. So TJ Hawkins is next as a tight end three. Uh, Again, Thursday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. Talk to me.
0: Yeah, I think that T.J. Hawkinson could easily be the the tight end one this week. I think that if there is a weak spot against the Eagles, it is over the middle. They are missing a safety here. T.J. Hawkinson was out there for a bunch of the routes as usual. I think they're going to be passing the ball a ton. The Vikings were first in neutral pass rate last week. He's available and healthy. Josh, that's like all we can ask for at this point.
1: Yeah, Uh, you know, typically I might want to go like, one by one of this grouping, but almost in these tiers, I kind of sense the conversation is going to be very similar for so many of them of, hey, this team's expected to score a bunch of points. they yeah. That equals touchdowns and this player's on the field a lot for them. Why don't we just throw up like the entire tier at Let's times or like half of it at least? So, okay, the rest of this tight end three through six, it's George Kittle, then Darren Waller. Hopefully he's also questionable. He's your tight end five. And then it is Dallas Goddard. The thing with Dallas Goddard, squeaky wheel situation with mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni saying, hey, we know he got basically a goose egg last week. We uh we need to get him going this week.
0: And the underdog fantasy Pick'em lobby has his projection at 46 and a half receiving yards. So they do believe that's going to be the case. The Eagles are projected for the most points on the week. Um, George Kittle, I think he's got a much better matchup uh, this week. He also was a full participant in practice. Last week, he was always limited with that groin injury here. Uh, They're weak at linebacker. And at safety, his projections at 40 and a half receiving yards. I think that George Kittle's got a little bit of a squeaky wheel uh, himself.
1: So it should just this be like the squeaky wheel tier. Um, and then Darren Waller, man. It was funny. I saw one Twitter doctor saying like, oh, this sciatic nerve. Everyone knows what it is now because of the Super Cooper Cup. Cup injury. So like yeah. they're just citing in every single report. It's still just like a hamstring thing. Um, hopefully. Hopefully it's managed correctly because, again, this is one of those matchups against the Arizona Cardinals where something good needs to happen
0: the cardinals were 31st against fantasy tight ends it's we need to see it from darren waller or if if it doesn't happen here then i will start saying the hamstring is like actually a a legit
1: thing yep totally with you because that's not going to get better throughout the season seven through 14 i'll do a handful of these cool evan ingram against the kansas city chiefs i have a bone to pick with you on this one hunter henry as a tight end eight against the miami dolphins cow Pitts as a tight end nine let's stop there Um, because Hunter Henry actually is tied in 11 in consensus rankings, and you obviously have him three spots out of that.
0: Yeah, finished as the tight end one overall. Uh, Projections as in this 33 and a half receiving yards, which is basically the entire tight end list here. I think that Hunter Henry has a lot of red zone ability. I think the Patriots are going to get down to the red zone more often. There were schemed up touches for for the Patriots. The Patriots are actually uh, supposed to score a fair amount of points here. So, Um, and the other thing to remember about Hunter Henry, he has the highest cap hit in the league at tight end this year. They have a plan for Hunter Henry.
1: Uh, 42 pass routes last week, but, you know, his route participation was just 22nd among tight ends last week. So, like, the pa- the, the Patriots ran a ton of plays, but he wasn't, like, a full participant in them. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I think that's totally okay. My thing with Evan Ingram, he's just not as important this season as he was last year to this season. I agree. Season. And even last year, when facing the Kansas City Chiefs, he only caught three for 14 on four targets when that was a game where Trevor Lawrence went nuclear. And then in the playoffs, I think he went five for 31 on six targets. So, like, again, he is less important now than he was last year. And last year, he didn't do that much in this matchup
0: against the Chiefs. Completely agree. The problem is five for 31 (laughs) is a top 10 tight end right now, man. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Name the players you want ahead of him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, okay, we'll keep going. I don't want to name anyone. Exactly. Uh, next up is Donna Kincaid as your tight end 10, then David and Joku and Luke Musgrave. Uh, I want to talk about Don Kincaid because we finally got some clarity, some answers on what his role is going to be each and every week. Um, I'll call him a friend, Stephen Ruiz, uh, mm-hmm. had this great tweet out there on Twitter. Um, we heard all about 11 personnel as soon as the bills drafted Don Kincaid the Jets match it up all their two tight end sets with nickel every single time. And in those environments, the bills still could not run the ball effectively. That's pretty serious because if defenses are going to be allowed to put a defensive back on your much larger tight end, and you can't maximize that by running efficiently, then like that loses the point of it that much.
0: I agree. He's more or less a slot wide receiver in this offense. So it just happens to be an offense projected for the most points on the week. He ran around on 76% of the dropbacks. I think, I think them giving up on the, the 11 and a half personnel two weeks into the season seems a bit much. So like, I think this is something to monitor. I don't necessarily think I should move my rankings and fantasy because of it, no. but I do agree. Like, I think part of the reasons why Josh Allen and the bills stunk last week was because they were using Dalton Kincaid to block and like, two yards downfield on his targets, like a little couple of leak routes, like that type of stuff. Like get him out in space. If you're going to run, it this, has to be more downfield. Than do that. Cole Beasley stuff. Do yes. make him Cole Beasley.
1: Yeah. Um, totally with you on all of that. He, he ran a bunch of stuff and obviously the Raiders defense is much different than what the jets 100% put out there last week. Oh, uh, okay. Again, once again, it's, uh, David and Joku and Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave was this, this close to being the tight end one. On
0: you the guys, loop. you guys missed out on the party. I was going to show. Wow. Uh, He
1: might have even, you know, worn a shirt that matches wallpaper if Luke Musgrave was Mm -hmm. the tight end one last week. Okay, Uh, to close out this tier, it's Sam Laporta and Jake Ferguson. Um, Anything you want to say about these two?
0: Yeah, Jake Ferguson was a tight end one in fantasy usage last week. Didn't nothing with it because he dropped the ball, but he still was out there for a bunch of the routes early on before garbage time. He actually got a target on six of his 14 routes. Pretty insane. Cowboys predicted for top 10 points. I think Jake Ferguson is going to be on the field a lot. Same thing with Sam Laporta, subbed out a couple times in two tight end sets, but ultimately ran a route on most of the dropbacks. Their projected score, a bunch of the points here. So, yeah, this is all these. I don't see there's a big difference between tight end seven and like tight end 14. Like, we're basically flipping coins here. Pick your favorite guy. If you're a big Luke Musgrave guy, rank him higher.
1: I put this next tier really tight because these guys might be able to jump up into Mm -hmm. the next tier. Zach Ertz is back in our lives, Tyler Higbee. Pat fryer and Jawan Johnson. Literally everyone got home last week on the Saints passing game other than Jawan Johnson. Rashid Shaheed looked like a legit wide receiver, which great. I'm glad he's getting more opportunity. Michael Thomas had some nice sideline receptions. So to me, if as we talked about with the Saints, if they're actually playing with pace, if they're actually throwing the ball, it's only a matter of time, I think, before Jawan Johnson has a better week.
0: I completely agree. He had an option route that. He looks awesome on. It's just going to be impossible to predict because I think the Saints will be fairly inconsistent on offense and they have quietly a decent amount of weapons here. So I think we'll see what Juwan Jones. I will say I moved Hayden Hurst up to my tight end 15 since you did this just because last week he was a tight end two overall tight end seven usage and I went back and watched that game. It's not that like Hayden Hurst was like really impressing me, but He was like a focal point of the offense. Like a lot of first reads went that way, including that touchdown pass. Like that was very clearly drawn up for Hayden Hurst. I think out of necessity, it's like why I'm going to keep ranking Miles Sanders higher because I think the usage is like they have to throw the ball to somebody.
1: They gave Adam Thielen money. Adam Thielen has an ankle injury. Adam Thielen couldn't move before that. He definitely can't move now. And so if that area of the field, which is working the middle on, you know, choice routes, that's Hayden Hurst now. Mm -hmm. So he'll be fed. There's not much ceiling there other than he's scoring touchdown last week on a. RPO which is designed for him okay the rest and some bones to pick with you here Dawson Knox Cole Komet Dalton Schultz Chigo Quanquo, Durham Smythe did you know that's what Durham Smythe looked like no of course not okay me either and then Logan Thomas I am not a Chig guy in comparison to everyone else Mm -hmm. I think a ranking of Titan 23 is ridiculously low based on how much he was actually on the field last week.
0: Yeah, but the ball kept going to DeAndre Hopkins. He was in 36 in usage. Like the Titans have to be in the red zone and he has to actually, you know, get some targets. I know you just, yeah, 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 but that's, that's one week. But the main question we asked
1: was, hey, is he going to play more than 50% of the snaps? Cause he only did that once last year. He played way more than 50% of the snaps last week.
0: All right, you have the controls. Move them up. Where should I move them up? All this is I mean, Josh. At first ranking the, of the, week. Least, the top of this list.
1: Oh, that's it. The the bone to pick is three spots in rankings. Well, it was four before you had Hayden Nurse up there. Um, no, let's put him. Let's put him right here.
0: Okay, I'll put him in my him rankings right there. Asterisk. Big asterisk. This is Josh. Nah, I don't know. about no. that. I don't know <laughs> yeah, see, it. all of a sudden when, you, when it's your your ranking, all of a sudden a I'd probably harder. change this up because yeah, like for sure, tight yeah. end seven to tight end twenty eight is the same. They're all projected for thirty three to twenty six points in the pick and lobby. Like. It is a disaster. You won if you did not spend an early round pick on fantasy tight ends. That's it. Hey,
1: and that also means you
0: I I already did my job. I already (laughs) did my job here.
1: It also means you watch the show. Okay. Now for all of you, that are still here. 43 minutes and it's time you've all been waiting for the true sickos, the ones that only care about defense and special teams. Hey, it could be the big changer of the week. Hayden, what section do the people need to focus
0: on? We're looking in the bottom right here. The Dallas Cowboys are playing a guy named Zach Wilson. Uh, single-handedly won me a couple weeks, weeks uh, or a couple games last week. The Cowboys, the Buccaneers playing. Justin Fields are in a good matchups, And I think the 49ers, uh, Broncos, Saints, Packers, they're like pretty solid defenses playing some pretty bad offenses this week. So those are the true sicko defenses of the week if you need them. Uh, and also, I have kicker rankings, Josh. You see that? Oh, my no, gosh. I don't i got him (laughs) all right
1: all right all right all right that's gonna do it for us uh be sure to tune in 10 30 a.m eastern on sunday morning uh we might even have a uh, little merch announcement for those that have made it this far for the 30 percenters. (laughs) it's not a shirt the 30 percenters who got it subscribed and watched we appreciate you Uh, And we'll also have wide receiver rankings out on Friday around 1 Eastern tomorrow as well. All right. For producer waves, just crushing it. For all of you who are watching it and totally crushing it. And for Hayden, for uh, putting the spreadsheets out, I'm Josh. Up the Villa. We'll talk to you all soon.